After being axed by the Spice Girls in the late 90s, music manager Simon Fuller decided that it was time for a new musical project, and behold, came S Club 7. The band consisted of members Joe O'Meara, Paul Catamol, Tina Barrett, John Lee, Bradley McIntosh, Hannah Spirit, and Rachel Steven. And they took over the UK pop landscape with some worldwide success as well. Today, we will be talking about the band's second album, Seven, which included mega hits like Reach and Never Had a Dream Come True, among others. So sit back, relax, and get your Monica Geller Seven voice ready, because we're about to get down with S Club Seven. Welcome to Planet 2000s, a place where we celebrate pop music's most iconic moments from the most iconic decade in pop music history. Let's dive in. Hey, you guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Planet 2000s podcast. It's your boy, Michael Kadash. I'm actually recording this episode on a FaceTime call with one of my girls, Miss Danielle Feidelberg. Say hi, Danielle. Hi. Do you know anything about S Club 7? Hey. Yes, but we're not doing that album today, though. We are doing the Seven album, which was the second album by the S Club Seven clan, the iconic British pop group. It was released through Polydor, Interscope, and AM Records. It got its UK release on June 12, 2000, and its North American release on November 14, 2000. The album later got a re-release on December 14, 2000 to include the song Never Had a Dream Come True, which was not originally on the album. That was a Children in Need single. Majority of the album was produced by pop extraordinaire Kathy Dennis and Simon Ellis, and it is the group's most successful album to date, and it was highly anticipated after the major success from their debut album, you know, S Club vibes. So they had a lot to live up to this time around. And the album was a little bit of a departure from the overtly pop vibe from the first one. It was definitely pop, don't get me wrong, but there were some more R&B influences in there and a little bit more of a groove in the melodies and in the songs. That is probably why it resonated a little bit better with audiences. Kind of was a bit of a departure from the 90s pop vibe. We had three singles from this album. We had Reach, Natural, and Never Had a Dream Come True. So we'll talk about the singles. We're going to talk about the S Club LA 7 show and everything in between. S Reach was the first single released from this album, and it is such a classic pop feel-good song. It was released on May 22nd, 2000, which is my mother's birthday, so this is a very special day for me. It was co-written by Kathy Dennis and Andrew Todd, and since it was the first single of the album, they wanted something that was gonna pop and something that was going to give that classic S-Club sound. The song talks about how if somebody follows their dreams and reaches for the stars, they will get to where they want to go, their dreams will all come true, yada yada yada. All the kids love it. Very fun and positive. And you can't not have a smile on your face when you're listening to this song. And it was actually recorded for the band's first album, but it never made the album. And it sounds like it could have been on the first album. But I'm happy it got its own moment because it's an S-Club classic. They ended up performing the song on the Boyfriends and Birthday Special for their S-Club in Miami series in December 1999. The song became so popular that they added some fixes and released the song as the first single from their sophomore album. Now, the song was surprisingly not actually released as a physical single in Australia and the USA. As you all know, in the early 2000s, there were physical CD singles still. And due to that, Natural was technically the first official single released in those territories. The Reach song was the theme song to the second season of their S Club show. And the show was titled S Club 7 in LA in America. In the UK, it was just LA 7. And we're going to talk about the show after. It's so iconic and so classic. Reach was the theme song to that show. 
S Club 7's road trip is almost over. They're finally gonna hit LA tomorrow. 2,320,000 people, all looking for stardom. Why don't you make that 2,320,007? S Club 7 in LA, tomorrow at 11.10 Central. The video takes place in California, and S Club, the S Club 7, I should say, are on a bright, large pink bus, and they're driving through town, spreading joy to the townspeople. It's so cheesy, but it's so fun, and everyone's dancing, and everyone's having such a great time, and it's fun to watch, and especially given the fact that most of their fans at the time were kids, including me, who was five years old at the time, so it was so amazing for kids to watch. And Eiffel 65, you know, the I'm blue, you know, released a remix to the song, and it has all the I'm blue vibes if you check out that remix down to the auto-tune on the verses. It's great. It's so 2000. Uh, this is a fun one. Still yes. to this day, whenever I see this song, whenever I hear this clip, it just makes me really happy. Yeah. Such good memories, not yeah. just of this day, but of the song itself, especially when you perform it in front of people. Yeah. It's just the best thing. Do you know what my favourite part of that video is? The bus bit. You know, when the dogs are chasing the bus. <laughs> oh. Do you remember the dogs chasing the bus? Yeah. Were they like little beagles or something? Do you remember? Um. Maybe I was just looking at the dogs. And I just remember the video being really, it almost felt like a film when we actually did it, don't you think? Mm. It didn't feel like a music video because it was so epic. And I remember we had cheerleaders, like a marching band. Mm. It was Tricky. pretty epic, yeah. You know that bus was made by the people that had made, you know, the movie Speed? Was with it? Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. They oh. made that bus. Never. And, and then they? they made this bus. Why do I not know that? Are you they made... Oh, I know things like that. Do you know, now I remember why I used to call you a dictionary. Paul's like full of knowledge. <laughs> we were either on a beach or in the desert, and yeah. uh, I remember us having those salt drinks. Do you remember mm, the, the salt yeah. packets to keep us hydrated? The uh, yeah electrolytes. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. it. <laughs> the dancing on top of the bus looks cool. Yeah, it does. It is a good video. Probably one of our better videos, Again, I'd say. Another moment when I was thinking, wow, I get to be in that band with those guys. People just tend to lose their minds with this song. Lose their minds, all ages. And that bus was a, was a, I don't even know how they got past the like, insurance. Because health and safety. Yeah. Health is, the, yeah, because that bus was a was definite health hazard. It was literally wobbling as we were driving down the street. The, the handle, the motorbike handle on the bus, and it was, it didn't even work, so. It did fly at the end though, which we is quite impressive. Yeah, it did. That was good. Yeah. You know, I think it's just our, S Club anthem, isn't it, Reach? It's, Absolutely, it's yeah. the song that just... everyone knows, and then the kids know it. Every age group knows Reach. Even your mum yeah. and dad, your gran, your nan, you know, your your uncle, your aunt. You know, they all. Everyone knows it. The song performed well in their home country of the UK, where it reached number two, and it spent three weeks at its peak, being held off by Sonique's "It Feels So Good," which is a fucking fire song. So I mean, what do you expect? It even was certified platinum in the UK and elsewhere. The song reached number two in Scotland number eight in Ireland, number 20 in Spain, number 28 in New Zealand, and number 38 in Australia. Again, it wasn't released commercially in Canada or the USA. However, it did receive substantial video airplay in Canada on Much Music because I remember being a kid and seeing that video all the time. So obviously it was being played. They just wanted the sales to go towards the album, which was very commonly done back then. To this day, they say that Reach is their favorite song to perform live. Natural was the second single released from the Seven album, and it got its release on September 11th, 2000. And the song also holds the distinction for being my favorite S Club Seven song, so obviously that's a big deal. I just think it's such a good vibe, and Rachel was always my favorite member of the group, so I love that this is a Rachel moment, and she has all the solos. It was co-written by Norma J, Jean-Fredenucci, Kathy Dennis, and Andrew Todd, and it's actually an English cover of 
of Norway's 1999 French hit, Tous les mots d'amour. So, hence the first two French names in the credit list. Rachel Stevens is on lead vocals this time around. She sounds beautiful. She looked beautiful in the video. The song is about how loving someone through and through is something that comes natural to the young woman who is singing. There are three different versions of the song, and the version on the album, which is the version that you'll hear on streaming when you go to listen, has a more R&B production, while the single version of the song is way more pop, and we hear the male background vocals way more prominently, and Rachel also has some extra ad-libs in the single version. So that also has some nostalgia feels because that's the version from the video. But personally, I prefer the album R&B style version. But that shouldn't be a surprise to you all given that my love for R&B music. I'm an R&B girl. Natural off of this one right here called Seven in stores now uh, as they all scatter to get their microphones. Uh, good guys. Another uh, another good show there. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Now, I've noticed, uh, Rachel, you were doing the singing on that, your lead. But on the album, uh, you're, you're, you sort of divvy up the singing duties. Uh, oh, how, yeah, do you choose, yeah, yeah. how do you choose to do that? Because you have seven of you. <clears throat> I think at the, at the end of the day, it's whoever suits the song the most. Yeah. You know, whoever it fits, character-wise, voice-wise, that's who sings it. It's so, like, say we've really come to like a, kind of like an R&B hip-hop song. Right. I mean, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So they'll come to me or someone or whoever. So there's n there's never any any scrapping or fighting going on oh, in the no, studio. Oh, no, there's fighting. All, all the time. There's tears all tears and blood. bloodshed. <laughs> The music video for the song was directed by Andy Morahan and features the group on a tropical beach, dancing, singing, and sitting around a campfire. There are men fish, or mermen, whatever you want to call them, in the water, and the women observe from the beach while they sunbathe, and it was filmed in Malibu, and it has all the classic OC vibes, if you will. The song performed well on the charts in their normal territories, where their singles were released. It reached number two in Belgium, number three in the UK, number seven in Scotland, number 17 in Ireland, and number 45 in Australia. Now, the single was released in the USA, but it didn't chart. It didn't chart in Canada either, which again, surprises me because I remember the video being played constantly on Much. But then again, Much just aired the S Club 7 series, and that's where a lot of us Canadian fans came onto S Club. And so obviously we would just be buying the albums and we knew the music from the series. Never Had a Dream Come True was released as the third single from the album and also as the official 2000 BBC Children in Need single on November 27th, 2000. The song was actually originally released as a standalone single for the Children in Need telethon in the UK, but after it was so successful, Polydor Records re-released the Seven album with the song as the final song on the album. It was co-written by Kathy Dennis and Simon Ellis. The song is about the aftermath of a breakup with Joe O'Mara singing the lead vocals and she sang lead majority of the time with S Club, but for this song particularly, it was her on leads. The girls sang the background vocals in the verses and chorus, and the guys added on some extra background vocals on the chorus. And the group, you know, for the video is in front of a green screen snow moment with all white clothing and silver makeup, and it really, you know, fake snowflakes falling. It's all great and cheesy. The song is arguably actually their most successful single, too. It reached number one in the UK and Scotland, number two in Ireland, and number 10 in the USA on the Billboard Hot 100. This song is the only song from S Club 7 that has ever charted in the US. It was a big radio hit in North America. I still hear it today on the radio quite often here in Canada, in Toronto, and it even charted at number 61 on the year-end Hot 100 chart for the year 2001. It was also the number 9 song on the UK year-end charts for 2000, and after the album's re-release, there were some remixes by Solaris and Almighty that were commissioned for the song Bring the House Down to kind of be the follow-up for Never Had a Dream Come True, but this, along with the song being a fan favorite, 
Sarah indicated that obviously they were going to release a follow-up to Never Had a Dream Come True and also that song was so successful why wouldn't they just keep the train going? Plans were scrapped because the band decided to just focus on the next album. Never Had a Dream Come True was kind of the cut short of this era. Which is a little unfortunate because it was so successful and there was so much more to be done with it. Usually with S Club 7 they had their series at the same time as the as the music. Once the season was done for the series it was almost like it was time to move on to the next album. Were you surprised at its instant success? I think it's, I think a lot of people kind of got there was more publicity on it because it was a children in need thing. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. all going to a good cause. So. You can pick yourself sort. You can say no. No, actually, I think no, it's a wicked record, and I wasn't surprised a little bit. Bad, it was one of the baddest songs on the week, <laughs> <laughs> and it deserves it. You kicked some butt. <laughs> now, I, I think personally, you know, we worked really, really hard at promoting that song like, to the point where I was sleeping, right. which whilst years. performing it, whilst performing it. So um, I think, yeah, it was deserved. It's not really relevant to any of you, look, because you've had all your dreams come true, really, have, or have you? Have you still um, got loads more to fulfil? A few, yeah. We've all got like ambitions and stuff that we still want to fulfil. Like next year, we got our tour, which is like a big ambition for the group. So we're looking forward to that. Have you done that. that before, a big tour? No, not yet. Mm -hmm. So have you got all the venues sorted out? And kind of, yeah. No, yeah, I think now. All UK. I'm very excited to tell you guys about this new company that I've been working with. In our COVID times, you know that small businesses are booming right now. And this small business is one that I can ride or die for. Jaden Collections Boutique. Jaden Collections Boutique has everything from fun accessories like jewelry, bracelets, and masks to keep yourselves protected from COVID to personalized crewnecks and t-shirts and other different clothing items. Small business mama that is making it happen for herself. If you guys go on her Instagram, at Jaden Collections Boutique, you can take a look at all the fun things that she has to offer and also the link to her website. If you guys decide to purchase a little something, make sure to enter the code PLANET2000 in the checkout in order to get 20% off of your order. That is PLANET2000 to get 20% off of your order at Jaden Collections Boutique on Instagram. We love to help out a small business and we love to see them thrive at Jaden Collections Boutique. Back to the pod. LA 7, known as S Club 7 in LA in the US, is the second season of the S Club 7 BBC scripted series. The season ran from April 6, 2000 to July 6, 2000, so just around the time of the release of the single Reach and the album 7, and it featured all seven members of the group as characters' versions of themselves. In the USA, the show was shown on Fox Family from June 3, 2000 to September 30, 2000, and it aired on Much Music in Canada around that same time as well, and I always would watch it Saturday mornings on Much. The first season of the show was centered around the music from the first album, so naturally the second album was the music that was featured for the second season. The first season was them coming from the UK to Miami, so this season they hit the road and make the move to LA from Miami to make their dreams come true to be worldwide superstars. After leaving Howard and Marvin in Miami, which were the names of their landlords there, the group bump into Joni, who is Linda Blair from The Exorcist, who offers to rent them an apartment after she accidentally runs over Bradley on her role rollerblades when they are in LA. And the season ends as they pack up and hit the road after their manager fails to get them a record deal. Every episode had a different performance of a different song from the album, and the season had 13 episodes. And my personal favorite episode is the one where the apartment is a mess and Joe and Bradley need jobs and they work as a chicken and they all hate each other because of the mess and it's just hilarious and it's so campy and I love it. Oh, there we are. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Hi, Joni. Hi, Joni. Wait till I tell all my friends I know the S Club 7. A bunch of kids who lay around and don't tidy up after themselves. 
Very impressive. We are going to tidy up. We just need to decide whose turn it is. Well, then what you guys need is a cleaning schedule. I said that. But we couldn't decide whose turn it was to write the cleaning schedule. Shall I tell you what one of the most important rules of show business is? What's that? Knowing when to give up. What do you mean? Well, as far as I know, you guys came to L.A. to find fame and fortune. And unless it's hiding under the dirty dishes in the kitchen, you haven't found it. Yeah, but it's early days yet. Is it? I think we're making good progress. Are you? Yeah, we are. Aren't we? Well, I don't know. But what I do know is that if you guys want to keep this apartment, you had better keep it tidy and pay your rent on time. Because otherwise, it's going to be a case of repossession. And I don't want to go through that again. Also, it's kind of hilarious to me that they got Linda Blair from The Exorcist to play a role in the S Club 7 show. Like, that's actually an actress who was from a real movie. But hey, I love the show, and it really helped drive the sales of their album, especially in Canada. They also had many other specials that they did, including S Club 7 Go Wild, which was them teaming up with the World Wildlife Fund, and each member traveled to different destinations worldwide with the hope to raise awareness about the seven endangered creatures, including the Siberian tiger, among. And the group also had the S Club 7 Christmas special, Artistic Differences special, and ITV Panto Aladdin special, and all of them were one-off specials with a continuation of the LA7 storyline, so it would just be like an extra long episode of the series themed around that special. It kind of honed into what the spice girls were doing with Spice World and it's no surprise that Simon Fuller was their manager and was leading them to doing the kind of acting thing as well because they realized that oh audiences like having an image to go associated with the music and this is a fun way for children to get involved and it worked because kids like me were hooked to S Club 7. S Club. I just wanted to take a moment to let you guys know where you can find me on social media. I am on Instagram at planet2000s, or you can hit me up on my personal page at Michael Kadosh, C-A-D-O-C-H. If you guys want to talk about some good old pop music or just reminisce about some good times, then make sure to hit me up there. I'm also on Twitter or Facebook at Michael Kadosh. Back to the pod. Now, the critics were not too kind to the group in reviews for the album. All Music gave the album three stars, saying, Though S Club 7 fans will undoubtedly gobble up 7 as eagerly as they did S Club, some of them may notice that this time around, the group's candy-coated pop is considerably blander. Okay, that's just rude. Pop Matters also gave the album an unfavorable review, but I won't even get into it. They're rude, and you know what? It went four times platinum in the UK, platinum in Canada, and gold in the USA and New Zealand, so guess what? It doesn't matter what you reviewers say. The music was for kids. Like, you can't really even take those reviews seriously. There was a little bit of drama, however, besides from the critics for S Club 7. On March 20th, 2001, Paul, Bradley, and John the boys of the group, were caught with cannabis in London's convent garden. And this was the early 2000s. That shit was illegal back then. They were cautioned by police and released without a charge. And after the event hit the press, their reps put out a statement saying boys felt they were very stupid, very sorry, and made a very stupid mistake. <laughs> Everyone makes mistakes. I think you realise you have a responsibility to sort of, you know, because we've got very young fans and we have to, you know, uphold an image that is good for, you know, that appears good 
to them. At the time, however, it was pretty serious. Cadbury and BT, which were in the middle of some sponsorship deals with S Club 7, said that they were very disappointed to learn of the caution, but said that they would keep their contracts with the band. Serial firm Quaker Oats ended talks with 19 Entertainment after learning of the police caution. So it actually cost them a sponsor deal with Quaker Oats. However, it doesn't matter because they were still doing pretty well. They were nominated for the Best British Pop Act at the 2001 Brit Awards. They lost to Westlife, but they still were nominated. So it didn't really affect them too much. The album reached number one in the UK, number two in Scotland, number 10 in Ireland, number 15 in Canada and New Zealand, number 25 in Germany, number 27 in Switzerland, number 42 in Sweden, 49 in Belgium, 56 in Australia, and number 69 in the US on the Billboard 200. So there was a considerable worldwide success here, but there was also a worldwide successful single, many successful shows, and the awareness for S Club was just so high. And this this really was their prime in terms of their success and in terms of their magic on stage and really such an amazing album to revisit. I love the song All In Love Is Fair. That's one of my favorite songs on the album. It has a little bit more of an R&B vibe. Of course, Natural, like I told you guys, I never had a dream come true. Those are my favorites. But what are your guys' favorites from the album? Let me know on Instagram and I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of Planet 2000s. Stay tuned because next week I will be talking about Miss Shania Twain and the Up album. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Thank you.